Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode of a journey of a budding data scientist with Joshua Matthew. It's been a wonderful week as celebration has been ongoing, um, the frenzy, the festivities is everywhere and you can feel the spirit of Christmas and a lot of people trying to wind down to complete what achievements they have for the year 2020, preparing to roll things out and move into 2021. I'm sure a lot of people cannot wait. We've seen a lot of challenges this year and hopefully 2021 presents us with better opportunities and better conditions than we had in 2020. So um, compliments of the season and I hope you enjoy the holidays. Without wasting much of your time, we're going to be talking about supervised learning algorithm because we introduced machine learning in our previous episode. So uh, supervised learning kind of covers both linear regression, logistic regressions and the likes, right? Because we have spoken so largely about regression, I'm not going to waste too much time on this episode. But just to recap, regression analysis is like a modeling technique which investigates the relationship between a dependent variable and independent variable. It's just telling you how these two work together, what kind of relationship exists between them. So we use it to regression analysis. We use regression analysis to determine the strength of predicators to forecast an effect or change or forecast a trend because we are seeing something we see how these two work together we can predict with some level of certainty that this is how it's going to play out in the nearest future so we have differences between linear and um, logistic regression and one major thing is that linear regression works with continuous variable and logistics regression works with categorical variables. Uh, it's something that you don't want to forget because it's kind of the fundamental principle upon which all of the algorithms in linear and logistic regressions are built. So we're going to talk again about the linear regression algorithm in a bit, but we're just considering what the best fit line should be like. And yes, the best fit line is kind of that line that gives you the least difference between actual and estimated values. So the line is meant to not be towards uh, the estimated value so much so that it is far apart from the actual value and vice versa. It should give you like the least difference between your actual value and your estimated value. So that's how we get the best fit line, which is kind of like your linear equation line or your line graph right then we consider r square whenever we're talking about best fit line r square basically is the statistical measure of how close the data are to the fitted regression line so it just gives you like a guide like a guardrail to tell you if you are very close or far away from um, where your best fit line should actually be there are formulas that um, is that determines the R square and of course the formula is the predicted value minus the mean value all squared so you sum the predicted value minus the mean value all squared divided by the actual value minus the mean value all squared so you're looking for the difference between the predicted value minus and the mean all squared you sum it up then divided by the sum of the 
actual values difference from the main value all squared so it's just intuitive because now when you have this it tells you how far away from the actual value you are and how far away from the mean value you are so you get um, results like 0 0.3 0 0.5 0 0.03 when you have results like very small r squared it tells you that your data points are kind of dispersed from the line of best fit but when you have a very high r squared and again the highest you can have is one so if you have like an r squared of one that's like a perfect line a perfect regression line which means your actual values are at the same data points as your um, predicted or estimated values so when you have a low r squared it's not always bad right when you have a very low r squared doesn't always mean that you have a very poor prediction capability or estimation capability other predicators will be able to account for why you have that and other predicators will be able to give you viable insight as to what is happening in that data set so maybe you're running a check with um, temperature and humidity or temperature and a certain set of clothes sales let's say something against something and you are finding it difficult to have a best fit line with values of actual and estimated um, data points um, being close together it doesn't mean that those two are not working hand in hand it just means that those two might not be the best um, predicators for that regression activity you might be missing some selection criteria you might be missing some parameters that you should have looked into so you might just want to recheck and find more insights from other predicators that are available in that very algorithm now for the logistics regression we, we look more on um, discrete and categorical variables or on a binary outcome either zero or one you have like two outcomes possible true or false yes or no and like zero or one true or false yes or no x or y <laughs> so that's just how it happens you don't get a specific number or a continuous number you just get categories it's either it's male or it's female there's no middle point here All right and then because of the nature you have a graph that is like a sigmoid so you have your lower and upper boundaries then you have your threshold right this threshold value indicates the probability of winning or losing is the probability of getting zero or one is the probability of getting a yes or a no probability of getting a female or or a male so in cases where we have multivariate independent variables in our logistic regression you don't just have the normal m y is equals to mx plus c or y is equals to bx plus c now your c which is usually the intercept is constant so you have y is equals to c plus b1 x1 so b1 is your slope x1 is your first independent variable b2 is your slope second slope x2 is your second independent variable so that way you keep getting an increment from all up to you get your bn xn 
So you have y equals to c plus b1x1 plus b2x2 plus b3x3 plus b4x4 up till you get you to bnxn, which is the end of your logistics regression equation. What, what you're trying to do is that you are using all of these parameters, your x1, x2, x3, x4, xn, to determine whether something is or not. So we'll get right into that. For example, is when you're talking about the Titanic sinking, there are a range of parameters that can determine whether it will sink. Because remember, what you're trying to figure out in such example of a Titanic sinking is whether the Titanic will sink or it will not sink. So it's kind of categorical whether the Titanic will sink. So if you say will the Titanic sink, you have yes or no. But now there are a lot of parameters that can tell you if it will sink or if you're talking about someone drowning from that Titanic that sunk. So you now bring that person and give us all of the parameters that are of interest, maybe the sex, the class that that person has booked, the age of that person, um, there are a lot of just param a lot of parameters that when considered we could tell with some level of certainty that this person has a higher possibility of joining or not we can check the weight prior experience to whether they can swim or not all of those can determine whether they have a higher chance of dying in the sunken ship or surviving that sunken ship right so that's how you have a multivariate um, equation for logistics regression now to implement your logistic regression we do the same kind of um, we observe the same procedure that we have for all of our machine learning processes you collect the data you analyze you wrangle you train and test then you make your accuracy checks so first thing you do is to collect the data so here we import mostly the python libraries like the panda numpy import seaborn import matplotlib for visualization import math from python for math functions then you start analyzing the data you plot various variables like parameters to see how they are related like you're doing your data exploration then it's quite advisable that you use your seaborn library to run such exploration all right so next up is um wrangling your data try to remove missing values check for um, null values where you have so much null values you have no option than to drop such table or replace the null value with an average maybe your mean from your data set so that you can have something that's more uniform when running your analysis and you can do that using the um, panda um, functions so you just call on the data and you specify the null function in that data and drop all of those values that are null or not available then um, what you do again is just to ensure that if you're replacing your null or not available values with a specific value that that value should be kind of the mean 
value for such um, variable you don't just put something that is maybe too high or too low that it will affect your analysis most preferably is for you to just take out those values or drop such tables to avoid unnecessary errors then you move to your cross validation so you split your data into your train and your test your training data set would carry about um, two-thirds of your data and your test will be one-third of your data so once you have the training data set you can go ahead to use the scikit-learn to bring your data it's quite important that you know how to use all of the syntaxes and they are very they're very simple to use you just hover over it if you're using your Jupyter notebook you use your tab to and click on your scikit-learn library so you import sklearn and you can see how to implement the training, the cross-validation, the testing and all of that. Yeah, so once you have your data splitted into that two parts, you start your training, then you take the test data set to test your fitted model. Then once you're done with all of that, the last part is for you to check your accuracy to see how well your model is performing. And there's, that's where you call on your um, classification report. So your classification report helps you to check if your model has performed excellently well or not. And considering what we're trying to analyze, since it's a logistic regression kind of exercise, you'd want to use your confusion matrix. So there's provision for such function in your uh, scikit-learn. You can check and analyze your accuracy using your confusion matrix and if you remember clearly confusion matrix talks basically about your actual value and your pro your predicted value where you have your true negatives true positives false negatives false and um, false positives so to get your accuracy you basically sum up your true values that's your true negative and true positive divided by your true and your true negative, true positive, false negative, false positive. So essentially, just like summing up the outcome that is desired over the number of possible outcomes. So it tells you your accuracy, that is the accuracy of your fitted model. And that is it about logistics regression. I think we'll stop here so that next up we'll be looking at visualizations even more better we'll talk about how to use some of these libraries like matplotlib and seaborn to explore our data before you start running your model fitting and your training of your data set it's very important that you know what you are you're expecting in or what um, insights your data already has or holds before you start um, building models because if you remember clearly we talked about feature engineering feature selection if you don't know what your data holds or how they behave or how they are related you might not really understand what features are important even if you are considering multivariate um, regression you might not really know which of those features are quite important like the example i gave about the titanic if someone were, were to have a high possibility of drowning you'd consider a number of um, parameters you might not want to consider where their background what 
um, country of origin they have but one thing that is more presiding is if they can swim or not what weight they have if they are male or female uh, what deck they they booked when they came on board the titanic so there are a number of factors that are quite salient in making proper analysis than others so your data exploration skill will really help you to um, come to terms with how to properly go about your feature selection your feature engineering so that's it from me for this year the next time you'll be hearing from me is going to be in the year 2021 i wish you the best i hope all your dreams come true even before the year runs out and see you next year thank you very much bye